Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewers Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic day today. As always, hope you guys got a chance to check out some of the specials we got on the website at Health Masters over the weekend. Hope you guys were staying safe and healthy, and uh, be sure to check out the product of the week on sale, the prostate support, along with the Pastor Chris Hodges seven-day fasting protocol, really popular kit we put together, starting off a good, solid detox fast for the beginning of the year. And as I told you guys yesterday, if you want to take Really, really good advantage of a crazy sale. The buy one, get two free of the Joint Relief Formula. That's got an expiration date of February 2024. So it's got about three months left on those bottles. And uh, so buy one, get two free, which is about a three-month supply. And so it's like $39 for three bottles. I mean, you can't get a better deal than that. That stacks incredibly well with the joint rebuilding formula. And again, like I said, the expiration date is February 2024, which is why we put them on such an aggressive sale right now to move some inventory out so everybody has a chance to try it out for the next couple months. So be sure to check those out on the website at healthmasters.com. And one of the first most effective articles that I've saw here, that I've seen, that I've been reading this morning, and again, you know, I bring these up about every month or two. There's always another article that pops up about D3 10,000, or it's not D3 10,000, but D3 in general. And again, that's why we have the D3 10,000 K2 formula, which has been one of the most effective formulas we've ever seen in maintaining overall health. And what's interesting about this new research study, they're showing that the current vitamin D3 dosage recommendations may be falling short when it comes to maintaining healthy D3 levels and also protecting your heart. Surprise, surprise. We've talked about this for years when you've had these doctors that come in and say, well, you need to be taking, you know, 500 IUs of D3 a day. That's that's a good supplement dosage. That's absolute nothing whatsoever, especially considering the fact that D3 is a sunshine vitamin. The majority of people don't get sunshine anymore. And two new studies from Intermountain Health presented at the American Heart Association's session report that the current recommendation of D3 may be too low and is leading to serious health consequences. Imagine that. Hence why we have the D3 10,000 with K2. They said D3 is considered a sunshine vitamin because it's primary source of the micronutrient of solar rays. It's also found in you know quality food like quality organic beef, raw milk, other types of fish. Uh, benefits of adequate vitamin D3 includes reduced inflammation, protection against osteoporosis, increased immune system, and better neuromuscular function. Too little D3 puts people at serious risk. The study notes that one of the lesser-known effects of vitamin D3 is its positive impacts on the cardiovascular system, most likely because of its anti-inflammatory properties. Now, here's the thing about this. Vitamin D3 binds to a protein that is more likely to be depleted by inflammation. The research shows that chronic health uh, failure mirrored by inflammation is often linked to vitamin D3 deficiency and that very low levels of the vitamin have been connected to a higher risk of death in those with heart failure, according to the American College of Cardiology. However, the evidence remains that vitamins D3 Vitamin D3 has a significant role in heart disease as well. And so the first study aimed to understand more about the optimal dosing to help people reach appropriate D3 levels and learn whether the micronutrient could aid and preventing adverse cardiovascular events. And so they had 632 participants that experienced acute coronary syndrome or decreased blood flow to the heart. The researchers divided participants into two groups, one that received D3 as an intervention and one that received standard care. The clinical trial participants in the vitamin D3 intervention group did not simply receive a standard dose of D vitamin D. 
Instead, the researchers provided them with specific levels of the micronutrient they needed based on their blood work. Researchers quickly learned that participants in the intervention group needed much higher doses of vitamin D to reach the 40 nanograms per milliliter, which is what the optimal recommended dosage is for the baseline to maintain and prevent cardiovascular disease. Listen to this for a second. Over half the participants required five to 8,000 IUs of D3 every single day just to reach optimal levels. Do you hear what I said, guys? The recommended dietary right now amount that they recommend of D3 is 600 IUs a day. That's what they recommend every day to maintain the healthy body. They found in this study that the participants, over half of them needed 5,000 to 8,000 IUs just to reach normal optimal levels, which is 40 nanograms per milliliter. This is why I've talked to you guys in detail, and so his dad, why it's so important to take D3-10,000 with K2. The body, and I think that what's starting to happen now as well, because of the inflammation, because of stress, because of toxins in the body, because of the load-up of toxins and exposure to toxins, whether it be the glyphosate, whether it be all the stuff in the food nowadays, the body is not able to handle a lot of this inflammation and maintain optimal D3 levels under normal dosages that you may have seen 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And so what's happened is the body is needing higher and higher and higher doses of D3 to maintain inflammation and also maintain overall health in the body. This is why it's crucial you check your blood levels. I told you when Lana's pregnant, she's pregnant right now, they check her blood levels all the time for D3 to make sure she's maintaining healthy D3 levels because it's so crucial. That's why I always recommend if people are getting every six months or every 12 months uh, blood levels, always get your D3 levels checked. And if they're around 40, okay, you're probably doing something fairly decent. If they start getting around 30 or 20, you absolutely need to bump up the dosage. But I mean, like mine, average, when I get my blood levels checked, I average anywhere between about 45 to 55. That's what I average on there. Sometimes it's higher if I run higher doses. And I run the D3 10,000 pretty much every single day, one a day. And those are my, where my blood levels go. And I've done it before. I've done higher doses, and I can get up to about 55 or 60, running about two to three a day. But this is why it is so crucial you do your research on this because they're showing here significant amounts of D3 massively help with cardiovascular health and can help prevent all these different types of heart diseases that are becoming so prevalent now in the general population. So again, that's why we produce a dosage that's so high. That's why we recommend everybody takes it on a regular basis. And that's why we always continually to encourage people to do your own research on this. But I really wanted to get that out there first thing because I've had people argue with me before. They go, oh, 10,000 is way too much. You should never take that under any circumstances. I'm like, okay, what's your current D3 blood levels? Well, I don't know. I haven't checked. Okay, so you're telling me it's too high of a dosage, yet you've never checked your blood levels, and you're just regurgitating what some physician told you because he wants to give you 600 IUs of D3 a day and is telling you it's a good level, yet he's not even checking your blood levels. Stop talking, do your own research, do your own blood work on your body, and then come back with a rebuttal, straight up. So again, thank you for getting the truth out there on a regular basis. Thank you for supporting Health Masters and continuing to make us your number one stop and shop for your supplement needs at any point in time because you know we're trying to produce and bring you the highest quality supplements in the world because that's what I take. That's what my pregnant wife takes. That's what all my friends and family take. And if I can make it any better, I would. So thank you for getting the truth out there and supporting Health Masters. What do you think about this new study, Dad? Well, it's true. I mean, I, I, we tell people all the time, get your blood levels tested and see where they are. And a lot of people require a lot of D3. And I'm going to say one other thing, too. The K2 
keeps the calcium from forming in the arteries too. And it also helps to keep the bones really, really strong. So D3K2 is the way to go, period. It's just, it's just amazing what that does. In addition to that, because it's quote, the sunshine vitamin, it helps to stop, you know, depression. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but in the northern states where they have very limited amounts of sun because of all the clouds and the rain and the chemtrails and all the rest, during the wintertime, people get extremely, I think it's called seasonal affective disorder. They have to, of course, they have to put a, make it a syndrome for everything. And what it is basically is not a sunshine, and people get very, very, very depressed. So it's one of the primary things that you need to take to prevent depression. And it's, it's very, very important to get it tested on a regular basis at least three to four times a year and take, you know, take your D3. Now, if you, if you want to be really cautious with it, you can take one of the 10,000 every other day, like three a week, and, and go in and get it tested after about you know, a couple of months and see what it is and see if, how, how the levels are. But I've talked to so many people, Austin, and this is the crazy part about this. I've got a good friend of mine right now. He, got, he, got, he was diagnosed with osteosarcoma. And, I, I, and when he was in the hospital, I found out he was in the hospital. I literally visited him every day until he got out. And, and what was crazy, I kept asking him, what is your D3 level? What is your D3 level? No one had ever done a D3 level test on him at all, period. He had no idea what it was. And I told him, I said, the next time they run a blood panel, make sure they test your D3. D3 is the critical component that activates the macrophages, the blood cells that basically attack infections, attack the viruses, attack everything else. It's basically it's a specialized white blood cell. It's got it's like, it's like a little – I've talked about this before. I'll mention it again today. It's like a little submarine inside your body. It's got two sugar molecules on the bottom of it that turn it on to allow it to become a killer cell, to kill, sort of start killing viruses and cancer and all the rest. And D3 goes into those two little sugar molecules and like flips a switch, kind of like a dual switch in there to make sure that you know, it doesn't happen by accident. And what ends up happening is it turns on the killer mechanism of that cell to start killing viral loads and cancer loads and all the rest. Without the D3, the macrophage won't work. It simply won't work. It can't work. It's not possible. So what it does then, it sends out a chemical messenger, which is a cytokine, which is like a flare gun. And it says, help me, help me, help me. I need somebody that has D3. I, have, I can't attack this, this viral load or this cancer you know, you know, molecule. You've got to come in. you got to, you got, to, you got to do this. And so the body then sends out this chemical messenger throughout the whole body. And if the rest of these submarines come over, the macrophages, and they don't have D3 either, they basically send out you know, cytokines also, and that's a cytokine storm. And that results in massive inflammation, brain swelling, lungs filling with fluid, and all the rest. And you, and you end up having a massive overreaction because of a lack of D3 in your body, and that cytokine storm can actually kill you, can actually fill your lungs with fluid. And this is the kind of stuff that people don't realize and are not taught in medical school properly, and they don't understand. If you don't have adequate amounts of D3 – you can get seasonal affective disorder. You can deal with severe depression. You have all kinds of problems with your bones. You have all kinds of problems with your immune system. It's a and see what we've done now. What have they done? They say you can't get out of the sun unless you use sunscreen. Have you heard that? Yep. How about this? Don't go out in the sun unless you're carrying an umbrella. Oh yeah, I see people all the time down here in Florida running around with umbrellas. Now I'm not saying that you need to get burned. That's not good either. Getting burned by the sun in Florida or any place, whatever, is not healthy. But getting sun in the afternoon after four o'clock or in the early morning hours is actually pretty healthy for you as long as you don't do it, you know, excessively. And as if you have a problem, like you've got some spots on your skin, like on your face or your nose or wherever they get burned and they've got some, you know, some spots there that basically are dark and just put some sunscreen on those areas, you know, put some on your face or whatever, but leave the rest of your body uncovered in those, you know, in the early morning or in the evening and then take your D3 and get it tested on a regular basis. Our body needs sunshine. And again, the, the globalists have done this. Let's go ahead and put pyramidal benzoic acid on my skin. Okay, that's really toxic. You know, that's a sunblock. 
Uh, let's go ahead and not get any sun whatsoever. Let's make sure we never, ever get in the sunshine. That's unbelievably unhealthy. And so they tell you to do all of this stuff because they know long-term-wise it's going to affect your health in a negative way because they want to destroy health. Because the entities that run the planet hate God, they hate you, and they see you as a parasitic organism. That's all they see. That's why they're doing this massive, massive cleansing of the planet to get rid of all these people. In fact, there's an interesting article here. It was written by Truman, and it says – it went by Truman. He posted it. It said democide. He goes, democide is a death by government and was the number one cause of death worldwide in the 20th century. Political scientist R.J. Rummel revived the determined – I'm going to slow down. Democide is death by government and was the number one cause of death worldwide in the 20th century. Political scientist Rummel revived and redefined the term democide as the murder of any person by or people by a government, including genocide, politicide, and mass murder. Rummel explicitly excludes battle deaths in his definition. His research concluded that the death toll from democide is far greater than the death toll from war. Six times as many people have died at the hands of people working for governments than have died in battle. He argued there is a relation between political power and democide. Political mass murder grows increasingly common as political power becomes unconstrained. At the other scale, when power is diffused, checked, and balanced, political violence is a rarity. The more power a regime has, the more likely people will be killed. This is a major reason for the promoting of freedom. Concentrated political power is the most dangerous thing on earth. Power kills. Absolute power kills absolutely. Now listen to these numbers. Democide was responsible for the death of 262 million people worldwide during the 20th century. That include wars. On average, governments killed 2,620,000 people per year, 218,000 per month, or 7,000 per day. Just to give a perspective on this incredible number of murder by government, if all these bodies were laid head to toe, the average height being five feet, they would circle the earth ten times. Also, this democide murdered six times more people than died in combat in all foreign and internal wars of the century. Finally, given popular estimates of the dead in a major nuclear war, this total democide is as though such a war did occur, but with the dead spread over a century. That's what democide is. And the crazy part about this is look at what's going on with the COVID shot. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like a horror movie that's happened. You know, it's, it's unreal what they've done. I mean, th there's a really good article that says vaccination is the greatest evil in the history of humanity, as these new studies variously prove. This is by an article by uh, Mark Miller. It says, this is a global holocaust, and there's no denying it. So we can't let our free press or our governments ignore, belittle, or distort this overwhelming evidence. All these studies are significant, but the first two here under New Zealand are especially important, so please share this worldwide. On excess deaths worldwide, declining life expectancy in the U.S. and the global collapse of fertility, the articles in the, the, the new study says life expectancy for men declines in the U.S. due to largely preventable deaths. Bad news surfaced this week as research published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, Association revealed that in 2021, Life expectancy in the U.S. decreased overall for both men and women for the second consecutive year. And so it's talking about life expectancy decreasing. It's talking about the Eurostat countries and birth data, the alarming rise of excess deaths in Ireland, the studies fit finding that the population crash and the recent spike in various illness are all due primarily to vaccination. It's COVID-19 vaccine associated with mortality in the southern hemisphere. And this list goes on and on and on. 
Now we're finding out that pilots are having a thousand times, a thousand percent increase, not a thousand times, a thousand percent increase in cardiovascular events since the COVID shot. You know, it, it's almost mind boggling to me that these people are actually doing this and getting away with it. You know, I mean, there's a there's another article here by the by the burning platform. And it says, and all this stuff's posted to Health Masters, hard proof of a highly organized, long-planned, and global COVID vaccine genocide via State of the Nation article. Now, you know, it, it, when, you, when you look at this, it says uh, there's another extremely concerning development, which is coming from each successive COVID vaccine investigation conducted within various countries around the world, that there's a discernible pattern of highly targeted genocide emerging, and the genomes are mostly Injured populations was predominantly historically white Christian nations with European ancestry as the targets. In a point of fact, it is now evident there's a highly purposed design behind the COVID super vaccination agenda, especially in a manner in which it's been implemented in the same countries. The primary goals are, listen to this, this is his article, not mine, extermination of the right white race. I'm going to repeat that. Number one, extermination of the white race. Number two, depopulation of Christian nations. Why? Because it's the Christianity that we have that maintains our strength with the Most High God through the blood covenant that we have with Jesus. It's the power that raised Jesus from the dead that dwells in us that Christians don't understand what it is. They have no idea what it is. So they continue just to allow the world to take away the power by taking away prayer and taking away fellowship and taking away Christianity from the churches and turning them into secular institutions, which promote name it, claim it, blab it, grab it nonsense and a feel good message. Now, let me stop for one second. The gospel is a feel good message because, you know, we have to realize that Jesus is all about the New Testament. It's about Jesus. It's about grace. It's about the fact that God came here for absolutely no reason but to prove to us to who he is and gave himself through his son to die for us to spill his blood, which is a, creates an energy field that permeates the entire known universe through scalar fields, which restores us to that back to that of the father to allow God to see us differently than he sees us before. It, like it, 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 it allows us to become one with Christ because of the blood covenant. And so God doesn't see our sin, so to speak. Now, that doesn't mean we should go and willfully sin so that grace will increase. It says that in Romans. But what it says is that when we make mistakes and we do things, God doesn't see it. He, do, he doesn't do that. The Christians who are true born-again believers of the Most High God and through Christ aren't going to sit before the white throne judgment. We don't, we don't have to do that because we have already been saved by grace through faith, not by our own works, but by our relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Paul talks about that with the Corinthians and how evil their, their whole groups were in, in Corinth. And then it, but he also talks about Jesus and how Jesus is able to deliver all of that from that because he understood that it was the grace that was sufficient for them because of what Christ had done on the cross. And that's lost in our churches. You know, we start to think, oh, well, if, if the church doesn't get in the, in the, in the line, we've got to start criticizing and condemning everybody for their sin. Well, I, gotta, I, hate, I hate to say it. Every single person sins every single day. And quite frankly, if you're going to start throwing rocks in a glass house, you gonna be breaking a lot of glass. Just thought I'd mention that. That's why I try not to judge people the best of my ability not to, and I let people do what they want to do. In German, the word's fruchtlof, which means let them run around crazy, do whatever they want. Don't try to tell them what to do. You can point out circumstances, and you can point out certain variables that will cause certain outcomes and certain consequences. 
but going in and just doing that and just continually just <laughs> judging people, judging people, judging people, judging people is, is ridiculous what happens with people. And, and the sad part about that is, is that, you know, the Bible basically says, judge not lest you be judged, you know, and remember this, you know, we all have worked out our own salvation through our faith in Jesus Christ, through his blood and what he did for us. Nobody deserves it. It is unmerited favor. And again, I'm going to mention, like he says in Romans, don't believe that we can continue to, to sin so that grace may increase. By, oh, by no means we died to sin. How can we live it in any longer is what it says. But remember that you don't have to sit there walking around in condemnation all the time because you're in covenant with God through Jesus. It's very important that we understand that. You know, and so, I mean, works are good. I mean, you know, taking care of the, you know, the sick and the people that are homeless and all this other stuff is great. And trying to help other people out financially, if you can, that's great. Trying to support your family, if, if you've got a good relationship with them, that's great. But it ain't getting you to heaven. And, and there's nothing you can do to get to heaven on your own. It doesn't work that way. We need the power of Jesus, the power of his blood, because it says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And we have to understand it's that blood energy that creates that plasma field, that scalar energy field around us that restores us back to that of the Father from a physics standpoint. And so when we accept Christ, everything changes. Then the power that raised him from the dead dwells in us. And suddenly we have this new life that has been given to us as a gift. Always remember that. You're not going to do enough good things to get to heaven. Now, should you do good things as a Christian? Absolutely. If you have the ability to be a philanthropist, be, do so. I know we have one gentleman. I love the guy. He's a great guy. I'm not going to mention any names, but he, he donates like $1,500 a month to the show just to keep, it, just keep us on the air. And, and to me, that's, that's wonderful. And I thank him, I've thanked him for it so many times because he knows that you know, we're trying to do God's work here on the show. So if you have the ability to you know, give us a dollar or $5 or $10 or whatever or $1,500 a month, thank you. Because the reality is this, if we all work together, we can all get the message out. But Pastor Reich yesterday at, our, at my Lutheran church did one of the best messages I've ever heard on, on grace and what grace is. And it's so true. We are not going to get to heaven on our own. It's, by the, it's a gift, guys. All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as who he said he is. It's the, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. And the Holy Spirit will come in you and it will change you from the inside out. Just thought I'd jump over to that real quick. But again, back to this article. Extermination of the white race, depopulation of the Christian nations, genocide of all patriots in all countries, especially those with European bloodlines. And it says this following article has irrefutable evidence that fleshes out the skeleton of this vital COVID vaccine-driven genocide narrative. Every person on the planet ought to be aware of this devastating criminal conspiracy to stealthily commit mass murder of white people and Christians worldwide, particularly those of European descent. Now, ask yourself, why are they doing this? Now, I'm going to say it. Now, I'm going to draw my own conclusion. because That is not a rhetorical question. It doesn't answer that question in the article. Christians have the power to turn this earth back to where it needs to be. And these entities that run the planet know that. That's why there's a massive genocide by these Luciferian, satanic, synagogue of Satan, Kabbalists to kill Christians. That's the craziest part to me of why people continue to support Israel the way they do. Israel is run by the Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan banking network, the Rothschild banking cartel is who runs it. And, and basically it's a fiefdom of the Rothschild banking cartel. And so when we continue to unilaterally support a country that absolutely hates Christianity – don't, don't, don't be sending me any letters about this. 
I'm telling you, the, the, the political power that runs Israel with Benjamin and Netanyahu, these are not born-again, spirit-filled believers. They're not that. These are people that absolutely hate Christianity. They have an atavistic hatred of Christ because, you know, 2,000 years ago, he straight called them out in the book of John and told them they were the children of the devil. They were the synagogue of Satan. And so understand this. They said they claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are the synagogue of Satan. This is the same group that has been here since the ancient Canaanite empire that basically had blood sacrifices of children on an ongoing basis. These are the same groups of people that run Hollywood and run the media and all the rest. This is the same group of people that when you talk about Christianity, they do it with a sneer in their face or they do it in a horrible face. I remember I was watching that one movie. I forgot which one it was. It was the one in which they were using the cell phones. Samuel Jackson was in it, and they were using the cell phones to trigger this mass fighting of humanity to kill off the population because the population was a viral load. And I remember they had to go to a Christian church, a conservative Christian church with pretty much all white people, and trigger them to kill each other. And they showed it, all the Christians killing one another inside of this church. It, that shows you the hatred they have of Hollywood, of, of Christianity. And, and you stop by the Kingsman. That was the first Kingsman movie. And, and, and this shows you the absolute hating they have of Christians. That's why they don't talk about Jesus on the show, you know, unless it's, in, it's a blaspheme him. They don't talk about the blood of Christ. I'm going to tell you another story, and I've told you this before, but I haven't mentioned it in a while. I was on Coast to Coast years ago. I was never asked back after this, and I could absolutely care less because I don't care about getting up at 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the morning here in Florida. And I remember it was right at Easter. I mean, they bring witches on and everything else on the show. And I, and I told the producer, I told her, I said, I'd like to talk. Actually, I brought it up on live air. I would like to talk about what the blood of Jesus does. I said this on live air. And the producer came on immediately and told me not to talk about that topic. And then the, and I, and I, and I, but I had mentioned this several times. And then she came back on and told me that the interview was going to be cut short if I mentioned it again, that they were not going to cover that topic on that show. Now, think about it. They'll talk about witches. They'll talk about witchcraft. They'll talk about the occult. They'll talk about spaceships. They'll talk about UFOs. They'll talk about everything you possibly didn't want to talk about just to get people's attention, but they don't want to talk about the blood of Jesus. Why is that? Because the, the groups that control them, because they're like on 500 stations at night, don't want that topic brought up. The same thing happened to me when I started talking about health stuff back in the 80s and 90s, and there was a consolidation under Bill Clinton in which these major corporations would come up and buy up all of the radio and TV shows in a community or in a town or in a city like Chicago. And suddenly 90% of all the media was controlled by like, you know, like, you know, like Fear Channel or one of the other big conglomerates that were all owned by – it wouldn't be State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock back then because that's too far ago, but it was still owned by the same group of bloodline families. And when you understand that, and they, then they basically told their producers not to bring people that were coming in with alternative health anymore, including Ted Brower. I was completely blackballed because I was getting on national radio and national TV and talking about the same stuff I talk about on this show as far as how the globalists are trying to kill you with the top 10 foods never to eat and how these compounds that they were putting into the food supply were destroying health. Well, they didn't want me on the air, period, because of that, and I was basically blackballed. I remember I did this one show with John Jay. He's out of he's out of um, he's out of Tucson, out of you know out of Phoenix now. He's he's syndicated. This this has been 10, 15 years ago now, and I've been with John Jay all over the country. And all of a sudden he brings me on for like two or three hours one morning, and we're just chit chatting. And you know the whole time about the different things as far as food compounds, et cetera, et cetera. And suddenly, boy, I tell you what, you know that show, I was never invited back on that network again. P. 
period. And I've been with the guy in Cincinnati. I've been with him in Houston. I've been with him in Tucson. I mean, he and I were friends, but he was, he was straight given the edict that I wasn't coming on again, period. And see, that kind of stuff shows you who controls everything. And see, when they won't let you talk about the blood of Jesus on a show as crazy as Coast to Coast, wait a minute, what is that all about? That's because the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan Network, indirectly or directly in some cases, runs a lot of these different media platforms all over the world. That's why they had to take control of the media. That, that's why you don't ever hear about all of these studies that are coming out now about how COVID is causing all of this death. You don't hear about the 1,000% increase in pilot cardiovascular events since they took the COVID shot. You don't hear the media talking about any of this. Why? They don't want the general population that's asleep with a fluoride IV in their arm, you know, eating their, eating their MSG laced, laced potato chips, drooling while they're sitting in a beta wave state thing watching TV. They don't want them to think about what's happening here and why they're making these choices and decisions for them, and they're basically programming them via the TV. Remember years ago they told everybody, we are no longer going to do broadcast over the airwaves. We're not going to, antennas will no longer work. You won't be able to get any kind of signal from an antenna. You have to go to cable. Remember that? And all of a sudden, all these people shifted from antennas that were on their homes in all these rural neighborhoods to cable TV because the antennas were free. They don't cost anything. Well, guess what? They never turned the antennas off. I had an antenna that was here till a year ago when it came down with a hurricane, 40-foot tower, and it basically had like 60 channels that I could watch if I wanted to, which I very rarely ever did because I had the ability to have free cable because it was, I mean, it was free. They don't want that. Plus, they want the ability to put a higher definition field into your house to have higher penetration into your brain and to have a higher – you know, a pixel count as far as what they want. So all of this stuff is part of the programming that they do to control the minds of the masses who refuse to listen to alternative media. I know people that are still taking COVID shots when I talk to them. And I'm like, have you not read anything about this? And the answer is no, they have not. I mean, they really have not. You know, the amount of people that we reach in alt media is huge. This show alone reaches millions a month. But the reality is, is that the vast majority of the other 350 million of the United States don't see anything else besides what they're told on the mainstream media. That's how controlling they are and what they do. And that is a Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan controlled media. I have I had talked to a good friend of mine yesterday. I mean, he's a good friend. I've known him for 30 years. And he basically was absolutely pro-positive, pro-positive about the complete genocide of Gaza. And I told him, I said, this is not okay. Yeah, but, but he had been watching the media and believing what he was told. And the sad part about it is, is that how many other people are like that? They simply don't look at alt media whatsoever because it confuses them subconsciously. You know, I, I, my friend said yesterday, he had a great quote, quote. Yeah, I was talking to him about all this stuff. And he goes, look, he says, I've already got about 10 squirrels running around on my head. I don't need another one. And that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? I told him I was going to quote him on that. <laughs> and it's true. Once you get too much stuff running around your head, you, you can't stay focused on what you want to do. I had another friend of mine, Kevin. Kevin Jordan owns Alarm Alert in South Carolina. He basically uh, was sending me all this alternative news back in the 80s and you know early 90s. And I told him, I said, I, I can't focus on this. I said, I've got too much other stuff. That's when I was on the seminar speaking circuit. I was doing up to 40 talk shows a week, you know, talk about the top 10 foods never to eat. You know, we had our drinking healthy program. We had all this stuff going on all at once. I had all these squirrels running around. And I told him, I said, I can't focus on this right now. But gradually I started reading what he was sending me. And by 9-11, I thought, what the heck, man? 
something's wrong here. Something's really, really wrong. And then I started doing the research on 9-11. I watched that one video, uh, you know, uh, 9-11 Mysteries. Very good, by the way. You can watch that one. And then you can also watch Loose Change. And you start realizing that everything that we were told in the mainstream media was a lie. That was my big awakening. That was my big awakening. I started realizing, wait a minute, I've got to look at this stuff now. It's over 20 years ago. And here we are talking about it and having a talk show for almost the last 10 years with this. It's just this is what we have to do. It's a gradual transition from the mainstream media and the thought police who tell you what you can and can't believe to independent thought in which you start to realize that just maybe if I think through this and just maybe if I ask the right questions and just maybe if I keep myself informed, I'm going to realize who runs the planet. And then that's when I started doing the research on the ancient Canaanite religions. And I began to realize that it all comes back to the Old Testament. It all goes back to Genesis chapter 6. It all goes back to the fact this Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan network, which the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis is what is doing it, is the one that's doing it. And then you start to realize they control everything. They, they run it out of Geneva, Switzerland. They run it out of Tel Aviv. And they basically run it through the World Economic Forum. They run it through the Rothschild banking cartels, through the central banks. And that's why they're buying up so many of these companies. And they're basically not doing business with smaller mom-and-pop companies anymore, and, and they're basically divesting themselves from smaller you know, corporations that don't produce enough revenue for them because they want to control the bigger corporations and buy them up and let the little ones just dwindle on the vine and die. I told you a few years ago we had a great toothpaste that I loved. And by the way, we're going to be changing our toothpaste brand to here pretty quick. It's just I found a better one. But, but the reality is… We find this situation in where we basically, you know, look at what's going on and we start to understand when we see an example like this, what's happening. We had a great, great toothpaste that we used, and I think it was called Kiss My Face. And we couldn't get it anymore because they were selling it all on Amazon. And they were basically destroying all of their distributors by selling it all in bulk to Amazon at a very, very small profit. The company went out of business. Because you can't maintain overhead like that when they lost all their smaller distributors because Amazon requires such a huge discount into the wholesale realm. In, in other words, if, if, you, if, you, if you're paying – just for example, if you're paying $5 for a tube of toothpaste and you're retailing it for 10 and they come to the manufacturer and they say, well, your total cost can't be $5. It's got to be less than that, so we're going to require that you sell us this toothpaste for $3. Okay? Well, that $2 extra they were having per tube of toothpaste paid all of their overhead paid all of their expenses, all of their shipping, all of their freight. They kept the utility bills and the lights turned on. They kept the manufacturing facilities going, which all require extra money. And suddenly they cut into their margins so much they went out of business. And so all of these people are doing this to the little mom-and-pop stores. That's why when you guys support Health Masters, it means the world to us. Because you know we realize that you know you can buy vitamins – most of them are junk, by the way, out of China, you know, in some of these big box stores. But then you choose to get your supplements from us. It keeps this show on the air. It does. It pays our utility bills. It feeds me and my family and my children and Austin's kids. And so when you do that, thank you. I love you for that. But that's what we have to understand is that we've got to help each other and work. I mean, we don't charge anything for the show. I've had so many people come to me and they say, you got to start charging every week, every day for the show. If you'll start charging for the show, you know, you'll, you'll increase your revenue. And my response is always this. I will say no. I think God's blessing us. I think God's taking care of us. And I want this message to get out to as many people as I possibly can free of charge. And those who can support us and who will support us, who've got the right attitude to support us, are going to do so anyhow. And so the rest of them, I'll continue to pray for them too because I want everybody to be blessed who hears this show. 
because I talk about Jesus all the time. I talk about God all the time. Today we talked about grace and sin and all the rest of it. How many other shows talk about stuff like that and who, who Jesus is and the power that raised him from the dead? We always talk about that because that's my belief and my belief structure. And I want people to understand there's a whole lot more to Christianity than you think there is. It's the only way to the Father. There's no other way to get back to God except through Jesus. He is the only way, regardless of what Joel Olstein had to say on Larry King that time. That was ridiculous that Joel said that. But always remember that. Always go and help the ones who brought you. you. Say it this way. You never change your horse midstream if you're going across a river. You don't do that. And if you go to a dance, you always dance with who brought you. <laughs> I love you guys. What do you think of what's your next story? Well, you're 100% right. I mean, this is something that a lot of people, I think, now more and more are starting to understand as far as the massive war that's gone on against these small local companies that have built this country. You know, we saw it blatantly during COVID. I mean, it was it was so obvious during COVID how you could go to Sam's or Walmart, Costco, and I saw videos of all of them, and there was no restriction on how many people could come into the store. There was no requirements that people basically had to show vaccine status to go into the store and shop. Yet they told people that had small businesses and local companies that you weren't essential. You're not essential individual. Your business was not essential. Your livelihood was not essential. Your family income was not essential. You are basically a peasant, and if you keep your business open, we're going to arrest you. They did it right in front of us. They told us what they were going to do. And you watch tens of thousands of small companies that have been operational and in business for decade after decade and generations literally get dissolved because there was nothing they could do to stay open after a certain point in time. And they did everything they could into some companies I knew burning through their savings, burning through all their cash to try to stay operational, and they couldn't do it. And yet you had all these other companies that were massively owned and controlled by BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard. Never got a restriction, never got a requirement, never had any type of control or told what they could and couldn't do as far as how many people they were in their business. It was a complete and total joke, and that's what was one of the other major points of COVID. Besides all the other things they did, it was about ruining the main middle class structure of the United States because where the middle class is what really keeps the country, the, in the, the engine of the country really operating. They want to have the basically – peasant control group that gets free money from the government. That's what they consider them as. Basically, you're on welfare. You get a little bit of money from the government. You'll own nothing, and you'll like it. They want that group, and then they will have the ultra, ultra, ultra elite billionaires that control everything like Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum. That's the only two groups they want. This is how it worked in the medieval times with the peasants and the serfs and the royalty and the kings. That's all they had back then. There was no middle class, and that's exactly what they're pushing to go back against because what happened was when the United States really started to become formed and the development of a republic was started to be established, and you realize that everybody had the same shot as one another. Everybody had the ability to come here and build something from scratch, to start something to have that was called the American dream, that everybody was based on the same line and platform, that nobody was better than anyone else, that essentially we were all kings, so to speak. We are on the same level of King George. And you had the ability to do that. You saw what happened in the United States and the prosperity that was built because people had the ability to think freely, to have critical thinking, to expand, to grow. I had two really good friends come by our house yesterday. They stopped by because I haven't seen them in years. Her, she's a realtor. 
her husband is uh, he's in uh, health insurance, life insurance, and stuff. We haven't seen him in years. Great people, known her all the way back, known her all the way back in my teenage years. And we were talking about last night, and we were talking about kids because they're talking about having kids now. And they're asking me because they're asking me all these different things. And I said one thing that I've learned about children, I've seen this now at a young age, it was the same way that I pretty much grew up as well, is that children have to have the ability to make decisions. They have to have the ability to think outside the box, to expand themselves, to really go in and dig up things, to try things, to learn things. I said you can't take a child a boy, a girl, different age group, different personalities, and put them all in the exact same shape, size, box, and tell them this is the only way you learn. This is the only way you grow. This is the only thing you can do with a school platform. I said it doesn't work. I said you build these mindless children that have all these behavioral issues. I said it doesn't work the same way. I said boys like to be very active. They like to be hands-on. They like to be outside. They like to do things. I said girls in most cases are very creative. They like to draw more. They like to read more, and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, the way a child's developing and what their creative goals are and what their desires are and what they excel at. That's the point of being an individual being your own person and allowing the child to expand. Now, if they're doing something that's dangerous, doing something that's not good, obviously, as a parent, you've got to step in and be involved. You've got to constantly monitor what they're doing. I'm not saying you just let them do whatever they want all the time with no consequences, but you also can't sit there and try to put all of them in a tiny little box and expect them to grow up properly and successfully. It doesn't work, and that's what they've done in the public school system. They try to raise Little drones now, mindless drones that cannot think about anything, that cannot grow on anything, that cannot develop anything. This is the only way you do it with this critical race theory. I mean you've got them telling children in middle school if they're white, they need to feel bad about themselves. They need to feel guilty for their white privilege. Do you know how messed up? You are going to make a child feel and develop about their self-esteem when you start telling a child because their skin color, they should feel guilty and they should basically have full guilt about their white heritage. Do you understand what that does to a child? It absolutely screws them up in the head, and this is what they are promoting all the time, all the time in school, or the critical race theory. Two plus five equals 14. Well, because that's, that's what it is. You know, that's, that's what it is now, because math is racist. If you say two plus two is four, that's racist. You can't say that. So you're allowing these kids that are turning out to be morons because they can't figure anything out because everything they're doing that's wrong, they're told it's right. And this is how it's designed to go when you look at a generation that's coming in and it's being essentially, how should I say, ruined from the inside out. This is why you saw Hitler when he talked about it. He goes, give me the children. I'll give you a nation. You take the kids long enough. You develop them. Whether it be positive or negative, you will change the entire social fabric of society. And this is why they're pushing so hard, so hard to get the kids in this brain entrainment indoctrination of essentially, oh, boys are girls and girls are boys and boys are unicorns and unicorns are walruses and they're a cat and they're a dog. It's designed to bring the concept of reality and erase it so that you can now have these adult men – these total pervert, confused adult men, they're like, hey, guess what? I'm a 25-year-old grown man. I'm going to go compete in the women's swimming team now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go compete with the women. Or I'm going go to go in the fighting ring, go in boxing ring or MMA fighting as a man and go fight with women now. Some of the most insane things I've ever witnessed in my life, and people are sitting around saying, well, it's, it's their right. It's not their right. 
nobody nobody said just because you feel a certain way you can just continually go do whatever you want to anyone because you've got a mental disorder now suddenly everybody has to comply with what your wishes are that's not the way it works in a civilized society and this is why it's so important to, for people to really continually get the truth out there on a regular basis and call stuff out for what it is and now you've got this whole ai developing this rapid advancement and its impact on human cognition. I told you before when I had my brother over that one time, we were playing with this AI, his app that he had on there, and we were asking it questions. And I brought stuff about Ruby Ridge, and it completely and totally lied to us. I mean, lied, brought up full blown fake information that never even existed. Talked about how the FBI sniper that blew Randy Weaver's wife's head off while she was carrying her baby went to prison for 10 years and was convicted of manslaughter. AI said that, and I went and put on there, I said, that is a bold-faced lie. Harrison rebuttaled it, and he goes, oh, my apologies. He was acquitted of all charges and went back to the force. <laughs> what? Really? That's That, that was the, the balance right there? But again, it's because they're changing and making AI develop into something that it's not. They're using it as another propaganda tool. Now the problem that we have, and there's a lot of people that are coming out against it now, because what they're doing is AI is becoming such an advanced development, and it's making people not only lazier than they already are, it's now pushing the agenda, the false beliefs and climate change and all these other crazy ideologies, and it's constantly pushing it now. It's going to be a serious issue. I've already warned people about this platform and what they're rolling with it and how it develops over the next three to four to five years. Because remember, Google is the one who's developing the main AI system. All the companies that are owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard are at the forefront of developing AI. So you decide what you think they're actually going to produce with AI, if they're actually going to allow it to grow organically, or if they're going to sit there and manipulate its information to control the narrative. I think the answer is pretty clear on that, and that's why it's so important to continue to raise little Americans and ask questions. It's funny now. There's over 4,000 automotive dealers now that have signed petitions to stop the EV mandates that the Biden administration is trying to push now. They said 3,000 882 dealers under the EV voice of customers have now written an open letter and signed a petition to the Biden administration. They asked to, they basically asked to slow down and propose regulations mandating battery EV production distributed. It's halted night right now along with all mandates. They said the process, the proposed regulations that have essentially mandated a dramatic shift in the battery EV is not sustainable. They said year after year until 2032 when two out of every three vehicles are supposed to be sold in America as electric to run electricity – it's not a functional goal. They said currently there are excellent batteries available for certain consumers to purchase. However, the ability to have that large of an influx of EV vehicles at dealerships along with actually charging them and keeping them afloat and maintaining them is impossible to maintain. They said there was a lot of hope and a lot of hype. And the amount of unsold EV vehicles that is surging now and they're not selling at all, even with deep price cuts, manufacturing incentives and generous government incentives, is showing that this will not work. And it's funny because I told you guys I went to the Ford dealership a couple of weeks back. They had F-150 Lightnings all over the lot, all over the lot. They got federal rebates on them with the tax incentives. They got $10,000 rebates on them from Ford. They got other discounts on them. Dude, you can't even get – 
a Super Duty right now, a diesel Super Duty for less than MSRP. They're still putting addendums on some of them over there. Yet they've got ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars off on EVF 150s, and they're still not selling. That shows you what they're doing and what they're trying to tell everyone. This is what you want. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. But yet nothing is functioning in reality. This goes back to, again, exactly what I talked about before, where you have this concept of this fantasy world that they're trying to present onto everyone. Tell us that it's real. Tell us that it's good. Tell us that we need to hug it and kiss it and hold it and stroke it and love it. And this is what we need to do while none of it is actually functional nor positive for the society. And this is why it's so important now to really ask questions about stuff. Ask questions about everything. Republican Representative Clay Higgins in Louisiana just recently spoke at an event and said now – the more they dig into it, they said they now have confirmed at least 200 undercover federal agents were embedded with the crowd at the January 6, 2021 event that allegedly was called an insurrection. Over 200 federal agents that they can confirm now. The number keeps growing. Remember, originally they said it was up to 50 federal agents. Now it's over 200 federal agents. They said some of these operatives were even dressed as Trump supporters, he can explain, noting these infiltrators were also inside the Capitol building before the rest of the crowd even entered the building. They said the FBI was not just participating in the January 6th acts from within, that at least over 200 agents were embedded in the crowd and that they would call human assets inside the Capitol dressed as Trump supporters before the doors were even opened. Oh, but yes, this is the most violent insurrections ever occurred on U.S. soil. It was worse than 9-11. This is what they said in the, in the FBI in, their, in the January 6th here. This is what they talked about in here. This is this next pause. This is worse than, than 9-11. Guys, the whole thing was totally set up. It was a lie. They are saying now they had embedded FBI agents in Trump outfits in the Capitol on January 6th before anybody even came in, meaning they knew they were going to have the doors open. They knew they were going to use outside FBI agents that were outside the door to gain entry into the building, and they knew they were going to goat, goat everybody into coming in and taking videos and photos like they did and basically have their giant tour of the Capitol, and they knew they set it up from the very beginning. Why? So they could do exactly what they did all the way back in the 60s. The 60s, you watched more assassinations of anybody that called out the government than we watched in pretty much any other point in time with the Kennedys, with basically Martin Luther King. The list goes on line. There's like seven or eight huge individuals that were assassinated in the 60s. JFK came in who was what, 42 at the time, an actual by-the-people president here to bring about what was going on to stop these endless wars to bring in proper, healthy migration, to stop the segregation, to, to bring in all these positive aspects to the United States. And what they do? They blew his head off in front of the entire country out in Texas, out there. Did it on purpose, in front of everybody, just to show everybody that we will not allow somebody to be in the presidential seat unless we deem it so if they're not going along with what we tell them to do. And that's what we saw now with the same individuals. That was back in the 60s, guys. Lest you think they're going to do that now, that's why we're watching what we've watched now so aggressively. And that's why it's so important to really call stuff out. 
and be very aware of certain things before you get involved in them. There's so many people and there's so much stuff that I had when we were going to go to January 6th and I had multiple people say, dude, don't, don't get involved in this. There's a whole lot of stuff going on behind the scenes you don't know about. You don't want to be involved with it. I'm like, well, dude, I want to go support this. I did. We already had it planned. Then I started getting these texts and these emails, random emails from people when we basically said that we were not going to go. We were canceling the trip up there because there was a lot of weird stuff that was going on. And all of a sudden I started getting these random emails from alleged customers, but I couldn't find anything on their emails. Couldn't find any background on them, no orders, no emails before. Random emails that were literally sitting there saying some of the most hateful paragraphs. I mean, calling me every name in the book. I mean, just totally just, I mean, horrific stuff that I wasn't going to the January 6th. I needed to be up there. I didn't go. I was a blankety, 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 blank. And I'm like, golly, after about four or five of those emails, as soon as I saw the beginning, I just start deleting them, sending them spam immediately. Could never find out anybody who any of them was. I looked up, did backtracing on the emails, couldn't find anybody out about it. And I went, this is really odd. Why are people sending me these emails because I'm telling you that I'm probably not going to go up there anymore because there's a lot of reports telling me not to go up there because the stuff's being set up. And suddenly you see what happened with it because, again, it was set up from the beginning. They knew the Patriots were going to come up there, and they had to make an example of what happens when people question a stolen election. So we're going to see next year as far as what happens. I'm not too – I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this anymore, the republic. But the thing about it is the more that people really talk about it, the more that people get it out there, the more people get active locally and really start making a difference with being vocal, the more things change. That's why they're trying to do everything they can to prevent people from being able to speak the truth. Because once people start speaking the truth and other people hear it, it starts to awaken people. This is what was so bad during COVID is when social media platforms literally censored anyone. You question the narrative with COVID. You question the vaccine, banned. You question anything with the remdesivir, banned. You talked about vitamin C or D3, banned. And they did it immediately. Immediately they were doing it to accounts. I'm not even questioning anything. You're, you're spreading fake information about COVID. You need to click the CDC's recommended guidelines right now. When did the CDC all of a sudden become the creator of all things and start telling people what they could and couldn't do? I told you guys before, they said it was a CDC mandate for the mask. I said, okay, cool story. Last time I checked, the CDC does not invoke laws. They're not Congress. There was never a congressional order to mandate the vaccine or congressional order to mandate masks, period. It never happened because they knew there was no legal way to push that stuff through. That's what they tried to do through the back end with OSHA and all these other alphabet agencies that are about as useless as a wet paper bag. And that's why, again, it goes back to raising children that are critical thinkers, that ask questions. Like I told you guys last week at last end of the show, I said, does this make sense? Ask yourself that question when you have people tell you things. Does this make sense? Does this go along with anything that I've learned? Okay, I can look at it. I'll do some research. Maybe it's something I need to learn that's new. Maybe I need to look into it and do some more research. Or is everything that I'm hearing right now the exact same thing on every media outlet telling me exactly what to think? Not the news, not news stories, but telling me what to think and how to think. That is when you know it's propaganda, and that is rhetoric straight out of the CIA playbook, and that's when you really have to start questioning Every single aspect of what you're hearing. That's what I've told you guys again before. Now, now I saw some article earlier. They're talking about how Congress is saying that they're out of money for Ukraine again and Ukraine's running out of munitions. Well, yeah, maybe if Ukraine stops sending all their weapon platforms down to Africa through to Yemen, 
through Istanbul, through Turkey, stop sending them down to Africa every single month. Maybe they'd actually have some weapons they could go fight this little border skirmish with. This is total theater. Yeah, maybe that's so. Maybe when you send $150 billion in munitions into a state that's smaller than Texas and they can't keep track of 70% of the weapons, maybe you kind of need to ask yourself, where's everything going and why are we not auditing all these weapons coming in here? They tell us that they want us to now start having background checks on ammunition purchases in the United States via that Nancy Pelosi garbage order that they want to put in now with this new bill. They want us to have background checks to purchase ammunition. Think about what I just said there. Background checks to purchase ammunition, yet we sent over $150 billion in weapon platforms to Ukraine that they can't even keep track of 70% of them, and they're saying they want more. But we have to get permission to buy ammunition if they have it their way. Think about who is really trying to run everything there and how much you want to comply with. That's why I always encourage you, have your backup supplies, my friends, whether it's backup food, which I highly recommend, backup you know, ammunition, backup supplements, backup nutrients, backup you know, medical supplies. Always have some backup stash for anything that you may or may need in the future because sometimes at any point in time, a lot of times you're not planning for stuff to happen right that second, and it's always nice to have those things on deck ready to go. So thank you again, my friends, for the support of Health Masters. As Dad said earlier, we couldn't do this without you. We appreciate everything you do, getting the truth out there, supporting this show. If you need anything, be sure to give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. Check out the different sales and specials we got right now. Take advantage of the product of the week, the prostate support, on sale for a couple more days. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.